can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Welcome to episode five of Spoiler Nation. My name is Howie, and I'm the senior editor of IsolatedNation.com. And I'm Reese Tarling, and I write movie reviews sometimes. For for this episode of Spoiler Nation, we're going to be talking into some movie news. We'll keep that relatively brief. We're just going to be talking about some recent trailers that we saw before the Fate of the Furious, which is the the main thing we'll be talking about on this episode. But before that, uh, a big trailer dropped recently: Thor Ragnarok. The, That's right. The director is Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi. And uh, if you don't know who that is, he did two little comedies called One's What We Do in the Shadows yeah. and Hunt for the Wilder People. That's right. Both were released to great acclaim. And both, you know, comedies. Yeah, very much comedies. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost. Which I think bodes well for Thor. Which, if this trailer is any indication, yeah, I right. think it's going to be a perfect fit because... This trailer is very funny, yeah. but it also feels like something that's made by someone with a vision for Thor, yes. which I think in the first Thor was kind of half executed right, because Kenneth Brenner, he had a background in like Shakespeare theatre, and he wanted to bring an element of that to the first Thor with Thor and Loki, and obviously that worked to some extent because Loki's the most popular MCU villain. But, you know, you could argue that Joss Whedon made him very popular. But obviously Whedon saw something in Loki that made made him a great villain in, in the following film. But, you know, as far as Marvel films go, I don't think the Thor movies rank that much up there. Thor yeah. The Dark World, I don't even remember seeing it in the theatre. <laughs> I really don't. It's really strange. I just remember, like, black goo, like, swat, like you know, circling around Natalie Portman. Yeah. That was, that was that one, right? That was what she was doing, like, for most of the movie, it felt yeah. like. And I think by the end, like, or three quarters in, it became like a road buddy movie with Thor and Loki. Yeah, Which is what everyone wanted for the whole film. Yeah, yeah. But then they introduced it, like, late. They introduced it kind of too late. And the ending was pretty fun with all those, like, portals. You know, he's he's versing that dark elf. Yeah, and he's opening yeah, these portals right. and they're going that's through, right. like, London and all these other planets. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like a hint of, like, something Thor could be, but it came in far too late in the movie and, like, most of it is far too dreary. Yeah, what did you think of this trailer? This trailer, I was blown away by this trailer, but it kind of helped that I didn't know what to expect. But it seems, like, in the best way... That it's in the sort of tonal area of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It feels that way. Even It even looks like Guardians of the Galaxy at this point. Yeah, like everything looks like this kind of weird mix between like 70s comic book art and like a pop album. The colours, that they just pop. And um, speaking of the colours, this is kind of important. The director tweeted a picture of the Thor Ragnarok poster. It, that looks amazing. It's a great, it's a great poster, yeah, right? Yeah, if you want to check it out. Yeah, check it out. And he specifically writes uh, in the tweet, Orange and teal is dead. Long live orange and green and red and yellow and pink. That's amazing. I love that. I think another thing that makes this trailer really stand out is he's making, he's rebooting Thor, it feels like. It's, yeah. it's incredibly he different. Yeah. Thor doesn't have his hammer. He doesn't have his hair. He doesn't. Everything's, Asgard, you see in the trailer, Asgard seems Asgard, to have been blown up. Yeah, seems to have been destroyed. Yeah, Thor has lost, it seems like Thor has lost everything and he's stuck in a gladiator arena. Yeah. That's what he's kind of been reduced yes, to. Yes, that's right. Kidnapped by, it seems like, Jeff Goldblum. I had, <laughs> I had no idea that Jeff Goldblum was involved in this movie which I think I guess sets the tone for this movie right it's not afraid to be very unusual and strange this movie I didn't expect that because it's called Ragnarok which obviously alludes to the apocalypse yes the end of the world yeah kind of thing but this seems like really funny (laughs) yeah um, it seems like I, a romp, a romp in space. Yeah, exactly. Because I think when they announced that it's Taika Waititi, I was yeah. just like, "What?" So it's that's so which, unexpected. Uh, yeah, in an exciting way because Thor was just starting to become kind of droll. Like the most interesting parts about him were the comedic moments where it's like he's the fish out of water. Yeah, character in Earth. You know when she when he's like, uh, "I'll have another." And he smashes uh, the mug. Yeah, or he walks into a pet store and it says, "I need a horse." Yes, yeah. Those were like the funniest Thor moments. 
And, no, and don't forget when he hung his hammer on a coat hanger yes. in the second one, which that got was, me by surprise. Yeah, I laughed good. my ass off, and which it's impressive because I was not on board with the movie at that point at all. <laughs> uh, the Hulk is in the trailer. Yeah, that's, that's some of the best parts of the Avengers movies are Thor and Hulk's kind of friendly rivalry friendship really? i don't I, actually I like, remember that yeah like in the first movie there's obviously hulk versus thor there's that little battle and like thor is obviously like so pleased to like fight someone who's his equal and so massive yeah and then in the second movie age of ultron like hulk freaks out at the start and kills all those like hydra that, agents yeah that's right and like he's kind of shakily asking what did i do and he's like the Halls of hell are filled with the screams of your victims. <laughs> yeah. I love that because it, it makes sense because Thor is a warrior. Yeah. Right? And he would kill people. Like, he's trained to kill. Like, he grew up in a culture where it's like, yeah, you should kill your enemies. Yeah. Which, and, you know, he's kind of dulled a little bit when he was in the, in the Avengers. Yeah, a little bit more to fit in with the team. Yeah. But... I think it's a great thing to pair him with Hulk because he's his total opposite because he's equally as strong, but he so doesn't want to kill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This, this should be interesting to see how Hulk ended up mm. in wherever they were. There's all. What do you think of Kate Blanchett in the trailer um, as well? Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she looks fierce. Yes. I'll say that. I'm I'm slightly worried when it comes to you know generic big villains like mm. destructive femme fatale. Yeah, villains like this, but I. Feel like because it's this director, because it's you know he's doing things differently. That you know th- he won't waste Kate Blanchett. You know, no, you hope not. Yeah, because as awesome as an idea this is for her to be in this role of like, what do you know what her role is? Essentially, she is like the Lord of Valhalla, which is like the okay. heaven. She's playing up like a personification of death. I see. Which, it fits into the trailer because she literally smashes Thor's hammer and... And says, like, she's Kills like, Asgard, Yeah, because right? she's like, Asgard's dead. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, I guess we'll get into why in the movie. Yeah, we don't know yet. Yeah. It is it is just a teaser trailer. It is. It, which, you know, for a teaser trailer, I think it revealed a lot of things. I think that's what I'm saying. There's going to be so many surprises in this movie. I hope Because so. I feel like everything that happened in that teaser trailer will be the first half hour, like... Yeah, yeah. The last point will be up to when he sees Hulk in the ring, which will be, I think, 30 minutes in, maybe. I think this film has a lot that it's going to cover. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a throwaway movie at all. I think much like Captain America Winter Soldier was kind of a little game changer. Exactly. I think this now Thor Ragnarok will have that for whatever phase of Marvel. This is now like three, phase three. Yeah. But um, what else is there? Tessa Thompson was in there briefly. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. she's Valkyrie. Interesting to see Tessa Thompson in a, a like a large role in a way that like she's in a role that she doesn't necessarily have to be subtle. No, yeah, so, nothing is subtle in this trailer. That's yeah. the thing. It, it's all really bombastic. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like you know, she's usually in roles that are more like down to earth. Yeah. So it I, should be. What I've seen her in, that's true anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, she was in Creed. Yeah, in Westworld as well. She was in Westworld. She was in um, Dear White People. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I seen that. yeah it, it's a good movie. Yeah. But, you know, all these roles, you know, require her to play uh, things more subtly. Down to earth. I yeah. wonder if she will be bringing that to this role uh, Yeah, or interesting. Not. Because it's always like a yeah, wait and see kind of thing when you cast really good character actors yeah. in large scale like blockbusters because yeah. they might not be able to play big yeah and it'll feel like a miscast yeah she hasn't spoken much in this trailer so she had like a couple lines yeah but i do like her yeah i like what i see of her already yeah and i also like that we get a little br- another glimpse of thor's hammer i mean not his hammer his helmet Oh, yeah, At the yeah, end, he yeah. places on the helmet. That's right. Is that his iconic, like, comic book? Yeah, he had that helmet in the first movie. I see, yeah. In, like, some ceremonial event where, like, he's walking up to the throne or something yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. And he just wears it for that scene. Yeah. But now they're, like, reconfiguring it as, like, more battle-looking battle right, yeah, armor. Yeah. Is he Thor without the hammer? Uh, I think... I don't know, because I've never read many Thor comics, okay. but you got to assume he's not as strong. Yeah. He can't fly without the hammer. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. I somehow have this like conception that having the hammer makes you Thor. Is that not the thing? Yeah, like the actual god of thunder. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there is no 
God of Thunder in this because she breaks the hammer. Yeah, like it's, it's broken. So um, I guess the the film will be he like his quest to regain it, or maybe he won't get it back at the end, and he'll mm. be he'll be something else entirely. But um, I it ends of course with the killer line. Yes, yeah. I know him. He's a friend from work. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. The pure joy he puts into his yes, yes, is infectious. I feel like this is you know akin to how. Logan, the movie Logan is the Wolverine that Hugh Jackman is supposed to play. Yes, I feel like this version of Thor, Taika Waititi's version, is what Liam, wait, Chris Hemsworth, Chris, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, it's the Thor Chris Hemsworth is supposed to play. He kind of you see you see it in the little shorts that he puts out too, the like office, yeah. the office style Thor, yeah, shorts, yeah. Um, it fits in totally with this version of yeah, Thor. You could see like Chris Hemsworth coming alive in these com- comedic scenes. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of ironic. Like same what you said with Logan and Wolverine. Like yeah. that strips away a lot from him, and this movie seems to do the same. Yeah. So it's like the purest parts of the character seem to shine through That's even good. more. Which I yeah. So November, Thor Ragnarok. We're we're very excited yes. for that one. We're in. We're in on that. And uh, also. I guess this will be a good time to talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which opens yes. very soon. I think April 26th here. I think we're getting okay, it. Okay, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we get it. We, we get it like a week earlier than in America. That's sometimes, amazing. These That's movies. so good. Yeah. That's so good. So expect us to do a review of that as soon as we see yes. it. Hopefully we get a screener for that movie. Yeah, hopefully. And we'll definitely do a, a podcast on, on that. Oh, absolutely. There'll yeah. be a lot to say, no doubt. Yeah. But it it the, what I'm what we're saying with Guardians of the Galaxy two trailers they look amazing as well and they're obviously of a piece with Thor Ragnarok. Marvel seem to have figured out the cosmic section of their universe yes, now. Yes. Like Thor one and Guardians of the Galaxy like number one yeah feel different and same do. with Thor the Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy volume yeah. one. But now it feels like it's like congealed into something more tangible and more identifiable. Yeah. Same with like the more Earthbound stuff where like. Winter Soldier and Civil War feel very of a piece. Yes, have a very a very similar vibe. Same with these uh, cosmic ones. So they, the thing is, is that yeah, I'm excited to see where where they're going with these movies, and that they're released in the same year. And in between that, we get Spider Man Homecoming. That's <laughs> which will be obviously that'll be like the most Earthbound of all the Marvel movies this year because he's not even swing like a bit of news I heard. Yeah, he's not even swinging around Manhattan in that movie. You know, the trailer, like the most... Let's talk about the most recent Spider-Man trailer. Yep. I don't know if I'm... Like, the more footage I see of this version of Spider-Man, the more unsure I am of whether it'll be good or not. Interesting. Because the thing that annoyed me about the trailer... Yeah, ...is that it, it seemed to... Go by plot beat by plot beat. That's it. Seemed like a typical trailer yeah. in a way that it kind of shows you the backbones of the the movie, the plot of the movie. I I liked what I saw. Yeah, like, I like it a lot. Like the Iron Man and Spidey relationship that they're expounding on from Civil War. I mm-hmm. think that's something very unique to Marvel having Spider Man because they have to do like a new unique angle now that there's been you know the Amazing Spider Man and the Tobey Maguire movies were very. Not far apart at all. Yeah. So they have to like explore something very different. And I think they're doing that with the Iron Man Peter Parker thing. But they showed so much in that trailer. Like the first Homecoming trailer ended with Spidey holding together that ship. Like barely holding it together. That's right, yeah. It was a question that you wouldn't know what what the answer would be until you saw the movie. But then the second trailer kind of answers that question. Which is, yeah. With Iron Man flying in. It's something I would just have liked to have seen surprised. I think there's kind of a pattern here with these trailers. You know, like, I would like Thor to be a surprise. I mean, sorry, I would like the Hulk to be a surprise. For Thor Ragnarok. For Thor Ragnarok. Well, I think Hulk is playing a massive part in this movie. I see. Like, so, it'll be oh, like a buddy, a buddy movie. It'll yeah, be a buddy okay. movie, so it's almost impossible, he I think. It has to, to be cook. in the trailer. Yeah, they yeah. won't show... I hope they don't show too much Yeah. outside of the gladiator ring. I mean, hopefully they don't like they won't make the same mistake they did with the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah. But uh, any final thoughts on the Thor Ragnarok? Uh, no, no, it's good. Uh, it makes me excited for a Thor movie, which is crazy. I know. I never thought that would happen. It really does seem like third time's the charm. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like the third movie in this case will probably be the best one. Yeah. Like by far. Yeah. I don't like, know any like other with movies. Captain America. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> Although some people think Winter Soldier's better, but yeah. Well. It- 
people say that I, I think mostly because Civil War doesn't feel really like a true Captain America movie because not in the so sense many, that Winter Soldier did. Yeah, because it's so diluted by all the other characters. Yeah, but it's kind of complicated because Captain America is very much part of the Avengers. Yeah, that's yes, like his that's life. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Thor Ragnarok, best Thor movie, I think. That's a pretty easy call to make at this point. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's footage. not jump the gun. Yeah, it's released. But I did dig that Aku-looking thing that Kate Blanchett was wearing. I like, yes, I like that, <laughs> those horns she was wearing. Yeah, or... like contrasting against the sky, and they looked like very, like, Aku-like, yeah. like yeah. devil horns, yeah. sort of. But that was just a little detail that I dug. Not really important to the quality of the trailer. <laughs> no, no. But it is a good trailer. It is. All right, let's move on to the... Uh, the trailer we saw before um, that played before the screening of uh, the Fate of the Furious. Yes, so, uh, we talked about the Mummy already. They showed that again. Yes, check out episode uh, the one before this one. Yep, yeah, episode five. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for our views on that trailer, but um, I guess it playing on the big screen, it just sort of amplified it, the problems. Really, I had you with, know? Yeah, I th- I think I thought it it looks better. On the big screen? Yeah, it, it, you know, it makes it look like there are stakes, even though there's probably zero stakes. But, In, you know, even at the beginning uh, of the trailer, which yeah. is, I am going to assume, is the beginning scene of the movie. And, you know, like, just the explosions and then almost falling down someplace. I was just like, oh, that was exciting because it looked like crisp yeah. on, on the big screen. Yeah, it was on a VMAX screen too, That's right. which is not, you know, it does look like something if you'd want to see it. Yeah. Probably see it in VMAX because there's a lot of bang. Yeah, that's right. Spectacle in this trailer. They're going all out with it. Yeah, but what were the problems? Just quickly, because we don't want to oh, spend don't wanna... too much time on The Mummy. Yeah, just the like weird jar between... like It was like Mission Impossible as a horror movie. That's what it felt yeah, like to it me. Was that, and it, it was yeah. odd to me. It felt a little bit... And some of the CGI felt a bit like Pirates of the Caribbean-ish. Yeah, it was like to me it was like too many things in one pot. And yeah. it felt like it was aimed at everybody ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. trailers are supposed to do that in a way. But this one really jumped all over the place. Yeah, bit yeah. for me. But after that, there was Despicable Me 3. Oh, my favorite franchise. <laughs> I, I've never seen a movie... From I've never seen any of these movies. I don't like those little minions. I think yeah, the the minions annoy me. Yeah, I can't stand them. They'd like like I told you in the movie, they're like little memes. Like they seem purpose for just like any slapstick comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's like surefire cuteness. It's like basically just guaranteeing that kids will love this because of what it is. Yeah, I I don't know, but there are lots of adults, man, who like. The minions. That's disgusting. And these movies, like the minions, made so much money, and they weren't all families because that's weird. Yeah, that is so weird. Yeah. Ugh. No, we don't want to alienate eighty percent of, of our audience. Yeah, I mean, listeners, if you if you like if you like minions, minions uh, let us know. You, yeah. What, what you like about the minions? Yeah. Let I, us know. I, Email me at howie at isolatednation.com Yeah, and we'll, with the with the heading of I love minions, and we'll include it in our three hour Despicable Me three review, which will never come. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, any any thoughts? I had no thoughts. I didn't like it. Uh, me neither. Yeah, so. and I can't believe there's a, a third one of Despicable Me. Oh, I feel, believe I feel it. like I feel believe like it, it. Came, it came out when I was in high school. Uh, yeah, because you know it came from the I think it's like Illuminate or something. That's the studio that makes these things. They like really. Um, they did Sing, I think. Oh, the one which that was nobody a surprise. Saw. No, it was a surprise hit. Was it a hit? I thought. Oh, oh. It got damn. like goods. Well, I don't know actually. It, critically, it was a hit. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, it was. It's so popular that it's the studios main animation you know like when their title comes out yeah there's a little minion you oh. know how like pixar has a lamp it, yeah this is like their their lamp was the lamp in any movie i think it was no a no short, it wasn't it yeah wasn't. it was like a pixar right. short one yeah. time yeah like, i'm just saying that's yeah, like their that's, signature yeah i mean a minion uh, it's in terms of like popularity it does rival something like toy story that's cool I it's find insane. that crazy and depressing. And, and crude and crass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's thought... just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw. But you're a family. The hell of a job, brother. When we get back to the base, beer's on me. He's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You.
Did you ever think you'd betray your family the way you did today? Dominic Toretto just turned on us. Well, well, well. Do you look at that? I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't Dom. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism. And now... Uh, well, I shouldn't be surprised there's a third Despicable Me because this is the eighth Fast and the Furious movie. Yes, that's right. Started in 2001, the Fast and the Furious. Yes, Paul Walker. Um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Jordana Brewster. Brewster. Yes. Wait, what happened to her? Oh, yeah, because she, she goes Brian. off with yeah. Brian, a.k.a. Paul Walker. That's right. Oh, yeah, a moment of silence for Paul Walker. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> silence done. Yeah. Um, but... So that was a remake of a movie, The Fast and the Furious, which came out in 2001. That's originally just an action movie remake. Yes, yeah. It wasn't like meant to be anything, you know? No, this is a a franchise that has had a very weird mutation. Because then there was Too Fast, Too Furious. I didn't see that one. but I I saw that one. I think that was the one with, like, Tyrese was in that one. Yeah, it was really focused on Tyrese and Paul Walker, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, Vin Diesel wasn't in that one, I think. He was, yeah, he wasn't even in it. Jeez. I think so. If if I, like, it wasn't uh, Vin Diesel. I think he did, that was around when, like, Triple X came out or something. They thought that was going to be a thing. Well, I, I guess it is now. Well, that, yeah, that one did come out, Return of Xander Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Then there was the third one, the Tokyo Drift, which had none of the main characters at all. No, Paul Walker's in that one. Is he? Like, in a big role? Uh, I don't know. He might... I don't think he's in it that much if he's in it. It's mainly focused on this guy called Lucas somebody. He's just this oh, white yeah, dude in yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, That's right. Because yeah. he's... And then he's not part of the gang. Like he's No, he's, just... he's some guy. It's like a spin-off movie. Yeah, that's right? right. Essentially. That's one I also didn't see. Yeah. But I did see Fast and Furious, which was the fourth the movie. The fourth one. No, no subtitle. Self, self-titled. But Fast and Furious. It was advers- I remember that trailer for it, right? Yeah. It was like the Fast and the Furious, then the V, like disappeared. And then it had same model... No spare parts or something like that's that. That's brilliant. So that's a pretty interesting slogan, which was enough to make me buy a ticket and watch it. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, this is the first Fast and Furious movie that I've seen in theaters. Me too. And I didn't like the movie at all. Like, I thought it was like really... Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. No, this one, Fast 8. Oh, this is the first yeah. one you've seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. On the Fast and Furious... I've seen it, yeah. Like... When I was watching it, I, yeah. I had the feeling like this was like a franchise and it's like death throes because it was like this really listless drab movie. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it ended in a way where, okay, Brian is an outlaw now. Like he's part of the the crew because yeah. he was like the FBI agent That's who was right. half with them, half That's not. That's right. And then, yeah, he's outside. But yeah. at the end, he fully he be- commits. And I'm like, okay, you could end it here, I guess. But then... But then they went done yet. Fast five, Fast baby. Fast five. Do you know how you rejuvenate a fucking franchise? You put the rock in that shit. That's right. That's right. And suddenly the, the Fast and the Furious franchise had a kind of like... Resurgence. Resurgence like, because yeah. it had a wrestling angle. Because they had... Uh, but I think... Was that the one where they have like a really good team? Yeah, they're doing like some heist in Rio, right? That's yeah, that's right. That's the main conceit right. of that movie. And The Rock is chasing them. Who's yeah. the Rock's an FBI, plays Hobbs. He's had, an FBI agent. Yeah, because he had a future Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot was. Yeah, in she that. was introduced in that one. Yeah, I and they brought back um, Tokyo Drift guy. Yes, Han. Han. That's right. Did he die in that in that one too? He dies in number seven. The, number seven. He dies in number seven. Yeah, he does. Jason. No, no, he dies in number six. Han. Yeah, because seven is the Paul Walker goodbye. Like, he dies yeah. before that. So, That's right. Well, yeah. they show his death in number seven. Jason Statham is revealed to have killed him. <laughs> That's... That's this is right. A, this That's is a right. convoluted I, timeline, you I guys. remember that. It, which is like, this is the t- a testament to how amazing this franchise is. In a way that, like, it's not... Look, it's not quality, like, plotting. No, it's just... It seems to be very much an alive thing. Yeah, in it's a like... Way. They do things so ad hoc. Yeah. That makes it... You know, that opens up the possibilities yeah. to anything. Yeah, which Fast Five, getting back to that, was kind of the key to that. Yeah. Because The Rock injected it with way more personality and charisma. Yes. And it, he was great in the role, like his scenes with Vin Diesel. It was amazing to see just two superhumans just bashing each other, <laughs> like throwing throwing each other across walls. Yeah, like with little then, consequences, nothing it, but like a shrug and like a yeah. growl. 
Yeah. It really, and there was like a great scene at the end where like they're stealing a, a safe and that safe is like smashing through the streets <laughs> I, of Rio. Yes, I remember that. This is when like the Fast and the Furious really introduced like the cartoon physics and like insanity. Yeah, I think that's it, part of the course. Now. I think it set them free. I think um, that was the point where they stopped. They fully disregarded the fact that they're just racers and they're like, hey, we're a super team. They're the Avengers, yeah. but with cars. Yeah. The cars are their uniform. Yeah, exactly. That became more clear in Furious 6. Yes. The next one. The, the main thrust of that, they dropped the sort of pro wrestling angle of The Rock and they sort of like dug deep into its own convoluted mythology now because it's been around so much at this point. That's it's right. 2013. Yeah. It's 12 years yeah. old. They could like mine their own sort of continuity and make something with a soap opera twist. Yeah, that's So now right. Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, who, yeah. you know, Dom, Dom That Toretto's, was the amnesia one, Yeah, right? she was evil in that one, right? Yeah, she was because, against the team. Because, look, this is how great this is. She died in one of, like, like the other ones. Yeah, like number four, yeah. I think. And then now they're like, hey, actually, she wasn't dead. Yeah. Which is now becoming a staple for... Yes, as we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Fate but, of the Furious. But it's like, oh, she's not dead. She's just... Not only is she not dead, she's like... Working w- w- for the bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah, trying to take down the team. That's so interesting that... Okay, we'll get to we'll get to this fine. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to Fast Eight. But... Yeah, there's a certain rhyme going on here that'll be evident when we get to yeah. the Fast Fate, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. But what do you think of number six? I thought... The end scene with them on the freeway in the tank. Yes. And that was really fun. But yeah. the the very last one where they're on like an endless... Yeah, they're, they're trying to jump on a plane. Oh, wait. it's taking off. That was Han's death. Yeah, no, Han doesn't die in that scene. Gal Gadot does. Oh, because then Han is haunted by her death. Yes. The next He's one. affected by her death. <laughs> but only yeah. barely. At the end of the movie, I remember they're just celebrating. They're and Han's just barbecue. like, whatever. And guys, like... Is this a real he family? He lost his true love. Yeah, like... why don't you, like, console him instead of cracking jokes? Yeah, that's kind of a bummer because I like Gal Gadot. In that role. I did too. She was, it was cool. She was fun. Yeah. And kind of a better actress than Michelle Rodriguez, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a bummer to see her gone. And given it such a lousy death as well. Yeah. It was It was. It's just, like off screen. It's as if no one cared but Han. But it's like, you know, she really helped you, you guys out there. And this just, is where you get into a few of the cracks of what these films are promoting because it's like about family yes hey Vin Diesel were you did you come into the room it's about family so like when one of their own dies or something like that and no one really cares kind of breaks his suspension of disbelief even more I mean if this if these films follow a code it's about people being loyal to one another that supersedes physics time yeah anything they flex their muscle and things explode that's fine yeah but they've got to you've got to believe that they're a family and the real flaws of the films are not in the ridiculous stunts or the stuff that that can't happen or the plot twists. It's when, you know, Gal Gadot dies and they're kind of cracking jokes at the barbecue at the yeah, end of the film yeah. and like feeling good and Han's yes. all sad. It's like, oh, there's some dissonance here. That <laughs> yeah. It's affecting my enjoyment of the <laughs> film, exactly. which I suspect is not intentional at all. You need to kind of consider that because when it comes to the Fast and the Furious films, yeah. to pass out the good from the bad is pretty difficult sometimes because... Sometimes it's so it's hard. bad, like, so, it's, it is exactly. good, it's enjoyable. That's it. Like yeah. the cheesy lines and like the the ridiculousness. Sometimes it is effective and sometimes it is like, okay, this is just part of the texture of these films and I'll get over it. Like it's not a real criticism. But uh, anyway, Furious 6 was, it was okay. I didn't like it as much as Fast 5 overall. I, I liked Fast 5 better. It was, it was a... Just by virtue of it being such a paradigm shift for the series, Furious 6 just felt like Fast 5, but amped up. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Furious 7, which... It's the R.I.P. Paul Walker R.I.P. Paul Walker one. He died halfway through production. Yeah. And the production of Furious 7 had to be halted and they had to reconfigure, you know, how are we going to yeah. exit him out of this movie gracefully and how are we going to finish his scenes? Yeah. So they brought him his brother? They brought him his brother, some clever use of CGI, CGI. some, uh, you know, more stunt doubles than yeah. usual. I didn't see that one. Did it, did it look convincing? Furious 7, yeah, it did. It was, they, except for the end, the very end, yeah, where it's yeah. like, that's obviously they're a CGI off. face. Yeah. They're driving off. Did you see that scene? No. Oh, it's a good scene. <laughs> Just YouTube that if you want. Because it's like, I, I will. Because um, I know that's like, that song is, um, like, it's been a long day. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I like. I know that that song plays in that scene, and now every time I hear that song, I feel sad. 
that's the that's the beautiful thing about the movie because the way they handled his exit is that graceful, very graceful. Like because the plot of the movie is he's having he's starting his own family with yeah, uh, Dom's sister. Yeah, uh, that's Jordana Brewster. Right? Jordana Brewster. That's right. I mean, she has a name her in the name movie. Mia. Mia. That's right. <laughs> I only remember because they mentioned it. So, in obviously, they're dropping some hints at the movie that he's going to leave the group at the end. Yeah. And yeah. when they do so at the end, it's it's very nice. It's very elegant. But aside from that, which is not easy, by the way, to be able to shift him, a main character, out of the movie yeah. when he dies halfway through production. We'll see what uh, Star Wars does. Oh, with uh, Carrie Fisher? Yeah. They might have a different situation because maybe her, more of her scenes She finished completed. the movie. She yeah. finished episode nine. That's I mean, right. episode eight. We'll see yeah. with nine. But the actual action and adventure and the, the fun in Furious 7 worked the best for me out of all of the films. Really? Yes. Because okay. it's a genuinely fun globe-trotting adventure. They yeah. go everywhere. They're in the mountains. That's awesome. They're in United Emirates jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper. And then they're having an all-out <laughs> war in Los Angeles at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, the the action set pieces are huge, but they're well-paced. So there's there's three of them mm-hmm. throughout the two-hour and 20-something runtime. In between, there's obviously, like, little action scenes here and there. But there's just such variety to it. And Jason Statham was, like, a great addition as, like, a villain. It's, amazing. It, yeah. Amazing addition. When I saw him at the end of... Wait, was this... Uh, at the end of Fast Six, right? Was was he in Fast Six? I don't know if he was in that one. Like, no, there was a reveal. Like, oh, that right he's at like the, the brother, yeah, of and the villain of Fast yeah, Six. Yeah, and I was just like, holy shit! Is are they just bringing in like transporter in this? <laughs> I was genuinely excited and was was very disappointed when he's to find out that he's just another character. Yeah, he's just another bad guy. But they use Jason Statham well. You want to use him very for fighting. Well, very well. And like wacky British accents. Yeah. Amazing. It's very electrified in the fate of the Furious, sometimes to bad degrees. But he was modulated well in Furious 7 because he wasn't in it too much. Okay. Just okay. here and there. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, Furious 7 is in general not people's favorite. But just just for me personally, I, I thought it was like tremendous fun. I saw it twice in the cinema. Like, That's... willingly. <laughs> and I, I I didn't care before I was watching it at all. I was like, I oh, know he's dead. We'll see. That's shocking. And I was very moved and I was impressed. I Yeah. I'm moved hearing about how the scene ended. They drive know? in different yeah, directions yeah. while that song is playing. I'm going to YouTube that. Yeah, watch it just for that scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the whole it's the best scene in the movie, yeah. like, obviously. Okay. But, uh, um, yeah, overall, Furious 7 just... Big big thumbs up for that movie. It's it's the cheesiest, even more than this one, The Fate of the Furious. It's yeah. the cheesiest and the most cartoonish. I might watch that because this, that's the reason why I watch the Fast and Furious. Yeah, movies. if you want it for those kinds of schlocky, Furious Seven by far is the okay, best one. I will I will see it. That's the one where like there's a car hanging by a cliff and Paul has to run up the car. Yes, or something like that. Yes, that was in the trailer. Amazing. Yeah. Is that the parachute cars? Yes, that whole sequence. That's amazing. Okay, I will watch it. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing I didn't like about it is they sidelined the Rock for a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's in hospital for much of it, but it's worth it because when he gets out of hospital, he flexes his muscle and his cast breaks open, and then he's using a minigun at the end oh. to shoot down this plane. Okay, so I'm like, okay. you know what? It's okay. I'll, I'll buy yeah, that he was sidelined it. for that. It's worth. That's it. enough, Rock. Yeah. That did it. So, you know, with all that goodwill for Furious 7, I was I was anticipating the fate of the Furious, which this time... Charlize Theron plays the villain, the main villain. Yeah, and right away, well, I guess because she, she's the newest thing to this movie. And do you remember her name? See, that's that's a problem. I don't... It's hilarious. What's her name? Her name's Cypher. That's right, it's Cypher. That's not a real name, by the way. That No wonder I didn't remember it. That's not a name. It's <laughs> like they made her into some like she's... superhero villain, like yeah. Cypher. They um they give yeah. her a sort of they bestow uh Charlie's Theron in the film a kind of attitude which I don't think jives well with Fast and the Furious. See, Interesting. It's, it's from from what I could see, she seemed to be like a very cold nihilist. Yeah. 
like who was quite philosophical or you know as yeah. much as you no, can you be you know what i think she's they're trying to make her into like some kind of weird behavioral expert like she's yeah. like some kind of twisted psychologist yeah yeah because she's always spewing like psychology psycho babble shit yeah like, yeah. like choice theory it's movie psycho babble yeah it's yeah. nothing real yeah offends my psychologist heart <laughs> right yeah <laughs> how did you feel watching her i'm like hey maybe one day i could be charlie theron in this movie i could be psycho why can't i hijack a bunch of cars yeah <laughs> which is one of the things she does uh, she like takes control at one point uh, halfway through the film of it seems like all of new york city's empty cars yeah and uses it to try and kill someone or kill people i ki- i kind of love that scene that was a great Just, scene that was a great um fast and furious staple ridiculous like this will never happen yeah like obviously it will never happen but like even in this world of in this universe yeah it would not have happened until now <laughs> yeah but i think that that actually even on a deeper level it actually serves the whole franchise well that scene because she is the villain because in this sort of fast and furious world the main characters all like love and respect their cars like it's it's like a part of them oh, you know it's like their costume interesting you know they yes. take care of it so to have someone who can control all, all of them and just uses them as missiles is like sort of the ultimate statement of a bad guy yeah. in the context of these it's movies it's a huge fuck you to cars it's the biggest fuck you possible and it, yeah. it illustrates her nihilism better than any like sort of like barely catatonic oh. acting yeah all those deadlines that she gets some, some she does some, her best. Like she does a good job. She chews scenery when she can, but because her character is written in a very confusing way, she's quite confusing, and <laughs> her acting is like it's very kind of monotonous. Yeah, you can tell she's trying to imbue. She's with, trying to like, be menacing. Yeah, but then she's like holding back because that's really not the character. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think she can be. That villain kind of villain doesn't quite work with the Fast and Furious movies. You need someone like Jason Statham, who, who's cocky and trash talking. Okay, can we just um, talk about Jason Statham in a, uh, for a bit? Oh yeah, because he's in this one too. He though. is my MVP yeah. of this uh, of like this movie of yeah. Fast Eight. It's, yes, yeah. Uh, that scene where he carries that baby and just murders people. Yeah, is. It's such a beautiful sequence. Yeah. It's why I love Fast and Furious. It's such a special scene. Yes. It's so, it's funny. Yeah. It's goofy. The action is amazing. Yeah. And Jason Statham sells the hell out of that. He is a, like genuinely adorable as yeah, like a caring really person looking after a baby. Yeah. Like he cares about and that baby. He, yeah. Yeah. He say like in the last Furious Seven he's like doing all kinds of nasty shit. He kills a main character, Han. <laughs> That's in this right. one he's saving a baby and you buy it, like, yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. I'm on board with it. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a bit halfway through the film where it seems like he's dead, right? Yeah. What a bummer. What a bummer. I, I was actually quite bummed out. I was like, I was, and I was it like was, oh man. In a way that it was like very unceremoniously killed. He was it's just like a couple bullets. Off. I guess in a way I was just like, I didn't believe it because I didn't feel like, oh no, he's dead. I was just like, oh great, he's dead. Oh, Beyond no. a punk death. Yeah. But obviously then he gets to come back in a third act twist, which the film desperately needed at that point because... This film starts off pretty energetic. Like, yeah. before you know it, Dom is turning on the team, which is the main conceit of the fate of the Furious. He's working with the bad guy. So yeah. just as Letty was in six, now it's Dom's turn. Everyone, when, when these things continue long enough, everyone's going to be bad at some point. <laughs> okay, this is where I will bring in, bring in the whole Letty thing, which is like, uh, what? No one remembers when Letty... Like was a bad guy. It doesn't really I mean? matter. Yeah, I know they have they have very selective memory. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. you know, no one even has a conversation where it was like, hey, you know, this could be just like that time when Letty was brainwashed. Remember that one? Yeah, they don't even consider what yeah. the possibilities are. It's because these characters always just live in the now and like, very, yeah, very much so. <laughs> and like their memory is always just right now. Like yeah. suddenly, The Rock has a daughter. That's how dumb. <laughs> can literally steal the nuclear football codes from a Russian dude. Yeah. And at the end, he can have a barbecue with the family. Yeah, exactly. The at the at the end. And it's like, this. it has the logic of like a Saturday morning cartoon where things can be forgiven if there's an explanation, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Not a like, 
Well, he doesn't really explain it to his team why he turns. You kind of assume that happens off screen. Yeah, and yeah, like they just like. <laughs> I think uh, even Tyrese has a line where he's like, "Who cares?" <laughs> Something like that, right? Because um, the new uh, like, uh, what's his name? The new Paul Walker replacement, the white guy Paul Walker replacement, is that? Oh, Scott- Clint Eastwood. Clint Scott no, not Scott Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. Not Clint Eastwood. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Scott Eastwood, which they use, they use him correctly because he's yeah, kind of a joke. He's like he the is. butt of the joke in the movie. Yeah, he's a good, like, and he's yeah. So while he was driving it towards the end, and then Vin Diesel comes, in, oh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. a, uh, d- wait, Dom. One of them. They're the same. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel comes and saves the day, and he's like, "So what? Is he on our side now?" And Tyrese is like, "Who cares?" Yeah, and basically it's like, yeah, just yeah, just accept this. Yeah, it's like and this I is gladly did. Yeah. I I half did and I half didn't. It's kind of complicated because I think that him turning on family, the guy, is it's like a genuinely interesting kind of conceit. Yeah. But uh, oh, it's kind of a... it's silly to like ask that Fast and the Furious explore the consequences of things. Yeah. But if you're doing something like that to entice me to watch it, part of your enticement is what will be the fallout of this? Yeah, so this is where um, the messiness of um, <laughs> what uh, Fast and Furious is always uh, yeah. trying to explore comes in because yes. there, okay, there are two, one really good thing and one really bad thing that came out of this idea of exploring this dumb is a dad angle, which yes. is, okay, the bad part is just how offensive it was to just bring in the policewoman mm. from like, Fast five movies five? ago, or whatever. yeah, yeah, Fast Six or something. Yeah, the real one. Yeah. She was from the real one. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I have your child. Yeah. And I just decided to step back and just have your kid. When I saw Michelle Rodriguez, you know, was a good guy, and you wanted to get with her. Yeah. And then she just unceremoniously gets killed off by Charlize Theron. Yeah. I, which you know, in a twist that I saw coming. Like, of course, she, you knew she was dead as soon was, as she was there. Yeah. When and she, the baby was when there. When she said, when she said. No matter what happens, like, save the kid. Yeah, which and, like, she yeah, writes her own fate die. with yeah. that line. Yeah, and <laughs> just, I ne- obviously, uh, Charlie Theron isn't going to shoot a baby. You're not going to see a baby die in one yeah, of these movies. Of these, course not. These are mass-marketed. Exactly. It's not Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> you never believe for a second that baby's in trouble. Exactly. And just, that was super offensive of, like, using a woman yes. to, you know... It's not even using her her death as character development because he all but forgets about her at the end. It doesn't matter. Well, I guess, yeah, he literally like, oh, he doesn't because he, he speaks to her in the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where he's like, he's looking up. I And then on the flip side of that, it introduces this really interesting thing of like, you know, it plays back into their theme of chosen family kind of thing where yeah. it's like now i guess michelle rodriguez is going to be this kid's mom yeah and then they're all like hugging the baby together and yeah. it's like you know i i was kind of moved at the end because it's I like was. that was their whole family thing yeah and it you know this is a side you know uh you know despite its faults um the fact that there is a franchise uh, a huge, po- hugely popular movie franchise yeah. with mostly minority cast members. Yeah. And just the message is about, you know, family and yeah. just the family you choose. Yeah. And like... Yeah, and he introduces that baby to everyone at the end. Yeah. And they call him Brian. They call him Brian, which is very uh, on the nose in a funny way because he's not dead in the movie. Yeah. But then... that's what It's a very meta moment that's awkward within the movie itself. Yeah. It's like, you could call that guy anytime. Yeah. I mean, I, it kind of makes sense, though, because he's not, like, officially part of the group's yeah. adventures. I feel like it's a mistake to not kill off Paul Walker's character. I don't think they, sh- they should have killed him off... Because it, it, it is... Well, they didn't. They didn't kill him off. I think that would be a mistake if they did kill him off. Really? I feel yeah. like that it would be so good to have a really emotional Fast and the Furious movie where it's like they died and then they're all like working towards a singular goal, which is like revenge and nothing can stop them. See, that's that's the, where I don't agree with you on that because for me, the Fast and the Furious movies operate very much in fantasy land. And if he dies... In fantasy land, like yeah. he died in real life, it sort of blurs the lines a bit for me. So it it feels a bit it would feel a bit too exploitative if they used his death 
in the movie and he, he's obviously did in real life yeah. as a motivator for the characters. I kind really? of yeah, I kind of like that they just gave him like a sunset ending with it's a good ending, the yeah. fact that they send him off. But, but they shouldn't have brought They want to have it both ways. Up. Exactly. They have it both ways by saying the baby at the end is Brian. And that exactly. hits you hard because yeah. not the movie. You know he's dead in real life. They, yeah. They're using his death again yeah. at the end, which they you are... understand for Seven. Because, you know, obviously, yeah. it's dedicated to him, that film. But with this, they, they do it again with the baby and... And that's exploiting. It is exploiting, but because I, I can in, in a very like unsubtle, ungracious way. Yeah, they kind of undid what they've done graciously in the last movie. Yeah, it's like oh man, like because it's complicated because I really like was moved by that. That's I can't what... deny it. I was really moved. Like it hit me in the chest almost. That's why. That's why it's always like a mixed bag. Yeah. With, with the Fast and Furious, it's they, like complicated. Yeah, it's a very. It's, it's not, not easy. It's not wait. It's, to consider. The Fast and Furious isn't complicated, but it's, it's in com- itself. Yeah, but it's it inspires complicated. complicated feelings. Yes, because it does something super effectively, but also something's very clumsily. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's difficult to piece out one from the other. Yeah, that's what what I mean when I say like it's a franchise that's almost mutated into its own thing. Yeah. It's as complex as a person, almost, like, weirdly enough. But, um, yeah, the naming the baby Brian at the end. I knew that was coming. Yeah, but, I, didn't, um, I kind of didn't know they'd go there. I, I think, like, it was the most obvious. I was, like, confused by my prediction because I was, like, it felt natural that that was where it was leading because the moment when she said, oh, you can name the, you can give him his yeah. first name. And I'm then... like, oh, yeah, they're going to name him uh, Brian, I guess. <laughs> but that's weird because he's not dead. When the moment they did, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll take I that. guess he's just dead to them because <laughs> yeah. he's not in adventures anymore. Yeah, now I, now yeah. that he's like a regular dude, I guess they don't call him. Speaking of it, which I like that one good quote, that like one good scene that Michelle Rodriguez had was he, um, when I think... Who was the other guy, the hacker guy? Who was the computer guy? That's Besides, not Tyrese. That's not Nathalie Emmanuel? No. <laughs> or Ludacris. Ludacris. Yeah. I don't know what his name in the movies is. Yeah. But so you uh, played so by Ludacris. Like, yeah. So Ludacris um, says, oh, you know, Brian would know about... Like, Brian would know what to do. Yeah. Immediately, Michelle Rodriguez cuts him off and he's like, we talked about this. We will never bring Brian and Mia into this yeah. again. It was a real moment. Yeah. Of, like, she was sad. Yeah. Like, you could tell the actress, like, yeah. felt it. Too, yeah. They're still like, feeling it. He didn't die that long ago. And yeah. they're still making these movies, which he's been a part of for, like, you know, yeah. all these years. I think that was, like, a one genuine moment from Mich- Michelle Rodriguez in this movie. Yeah. I mean, everyone's on autopilot, of course. Like, Tyrese is quipping. You know, Tyrese is great. He's great he's at a, what he does. Yeah. like the class clown. He's, But, you know, in the context of this group, though, why did they Why do they have him again? He's a liability. <laughs> he's, he's always, like, the one that almost dies. Yeah. And, like, they don't fill him in on his plans because they know that he's going to chicken out. He's <laughs> almost like the Jar Jar Binks of the group. Yeah. But, in, you know, like, not... Yeah, to the group, but not to us because, like, to us, we enjoy, he's funny. Yeah, it's all about... This team exists for the audience's pleasure. Yeah, yeah. If he was in my team, I'd be like, yeah, maybe not invite Tyrese to our next shindig. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, getting to the team for The Fate of the Furious, this one was very... Some of it was very forced. There was Nathalie Emmanuel, who played Um, the hacker. Yeah, Khaleesi. Yeah, Khaleesi's... Khaleesi's assistant. Khaleesi's right-hand woman. Yeah. Um, she was back in this one. She was obviously like a plot device, more or less, in yeah. Furious 7. Oh, yeah, that's right. She um, was like the thing that the person they were after. But it's like, why is she still part of this group except for Ludacris she's and Tyrese to hit on? Yeah, she's good at hacking, but all her dialogue is exposition. Like, yeah. she doesn't jive with the group she doesn't. emotionally. There's no, they, they, they make no effort. She has no character. I mean, they do, a, they do a great thing establishing, like, The Rocks and Jason Statham's new sort of sibling rivalry yeah, yeah. idea, which they really, it's yeah. neat. It's a neat idea, and they have a nice, genuine moment where they're taunting each other, and then yeah. Jason Statham just cracks a smile, yeah. and The Rock smiles back. And that was so funny. It was such a nice little moment. It was fun. good. It was natural. It was fun. Because yeah. it's like, they're like, this get pretty ridiculous, <laughs> because it's like an escalating series of dick swinging yeah. sort of gestures. Literally beginning, can I say, with The Rock dismantling something from concrete wall and, and just lifting lifting just, it in front of Jason yeah, Statham that's how yeah. it starts and it just gets like more ridiculous verbally at least from there you, which makes me think do we need Vin Diesel he he's sort of this the sort of like innocence of 
the movies. <laughs> he's like a baby. He is a baby. Like there's a some, big baby. He is a big baby. There's something very. <laughs> I think a large part of the success of these movies is his like sincerity. Yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like he seems kind of mentally he's, deficient yeah, in some yeah. ways. He seems, but he, simple. <laughs> he's simple. He's a simple, very simple man. But you believe it when he like loves the people yeah. he's with, that he's like loyal. He has a lot of good emotional scenes in this movie where he's like shouting. Yeah. Like he has random shouting, like uh, yeah. when Charlie's there is threatening his, his family. Baby. Yeah. And he's like, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like I forgot what he said. But. Well, to Vin Diesel's credit as well, he has one scene where he's like he's crying when he's yeah. first seeing his baby, and he pulls it off. You know, those tears looked a little too perfect to me. That I don't think those, those were like actual tears. If you know, no, what I mean. that would have been probably <laughs> uh, like, that were very mean, pretty looking. Tears. Yeah, like it was like dropped on his face because it, it, yeah. there was a cut, and then like yeah, <laughs> and suddenly up. it's coming down at yeah, the right like, moment, perfectly, perfectly. Yeah. Well, tears are hard, Howie. Fine, you got to time them. You got to time them <laughs> uh, properly. I mean, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. of course. But they looked good on him. Yeah, yeah those tears yeah, yeah. look good on him. Some I, emotion would be good. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time you really see him upset. Not yeah. in a stoic way. That he, he gave it his all. Yeah, they made him... Whatever that might mean. Yeah, they made him more of a believable as much as you can with yeah. Dom, yeah. a human being in this movie, which I, I was a big fan of. I didn't, you know, I don't buy the the chemistry between him and Michelle Rodriguez. It's very they forced, have which no, is... They have zero chemistry. negative. Yeah. It's negative it's chemistry. It's so weird when, well, they don't have sex scenes, but they have, like, the implied sex They scenes. have this half sort of sex scene. Yeah, and it's just like, guys, I don't think this should be happening. Like, which is why they only have, like, two lovey scenes in the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if the they actors can't... hate each other in real life. I don't think a lot of the people liked Vin Diesel on this one. I know, like, The, the Rock was complaining about really? him. Called him a candy ass. Apparently, like, Vin Diesel wouldn't show up to work on time. That's so funny. He's I acting don't like think... a diva. That's interesting because I don't think they need him at this point. They already have one super cool bald guy. Just make it The Rock and Jason Statham movie. Oh, please. I and want Tyrese. to watch that. Yeah. Just going, Tyrese. Just going on some mission. The rest feel like expendable, like, more or yeah, less. Yeah, like Helen Mirren is in this. She is. She's in a couple of scenes as, as Jason Statham's mom. I love those scenes. <laughs> I love those scenes. I would watch like half the movie about that because, you know, they're, all their scenes actually remind me of the good movies that Jason Statham was in. You know, like Lockstock, that one. Uh, yeah, like... Um, oh, Guy Rich. You know, there was Snatch. Snatch, that's right. And then right. there was Lockstock yeah, and yeah. Barrel. It has that kind of humor yeah. to it. Every one of their scenes. And they, they, they dress Helen Mirren up in this like ridiculous drag yeah. looking. <laughs> I feel like she's she's been playing these kinds of roles lately. That's just wacky mob lady kind of... Roles. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she yeah. Has, she's in a I don't give a fuck phase now. Yeah. She does what she pleases. Yeah, which is cool. Which, which she can, yeah. obviously. And she, she pulls it off. But I like... I kind of wish she was in more of it, actually. I yeah. feel like she was only in three scenes. She was, It was exciting when she was in, in there because she has a lot of like... British humor. Mm. I'm drinking tea. And then they introduce, uh, reintroduce Jason Statham's brother, who was mm, Furious yes, Six's villain. Yes, yes. For literally I've one like scene. I've forgotten about him. He was in one scene. He was in, in one scene. He was like not in the plane. No, he, he got on the plane and then he wasn't in the plane. It's like why'd they even make a point of him having to bring why his brother? Why did they bring him back? Why don't they just use Jason Statham? Yeah, maybe set. Maybe they're setting him up for the next one. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I bet you these, they're all going to be in the next movie. Yeah, like Jason what? Statham, the brother, the mom. I, I think I, feel like I think Helen Mirren will be in the gang. The the family? Yeah. yeah. They'll all be in the family at yeah. this point. <laughs> Who are they gonna face against? Each other. Again. Wait, Charlie Saren doesn't even die in this movie. Yeah, so maybe She escapes. Yeah, so she's probably going to be in future movies. I mean, hopefully they give her something more to do than glower in yeah. computer rooms. Yeah. Which I feel like you would be 90% of her scenes. You kind of not know what her specialty is. Like, I obviously, we don't really see her fight in this movie. And you kind of no. like, does she fight? I don't know. I feel and like she I guess just... she's good at computers, but then she's also good at, I guess, manipulating people. But not that was really. Her, main, her yeah. main manipulation is just holding it's very people cheap. hostage. Yeah, it's like that's a very. Really it. It's like when she showed him the phone to Dom, yeah. the thing that made him turn to her. Yeah, I was thinking, it can't just be his some family's kidnapped, right? Yeah, it yeah. can't be something as simple as that. Yeah, it totally was. It was. This is a testament to um, Vin Diesel's acting. When when the trailer came out, I you know like he kisses her, like she kisses him, and he I guess. 
he doesn't stop her. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. Yeah. And from the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, like, maybe she's hypnotizing him. That's what I thought. I thought it was a mind control thing. <laughs> but no, that's just Vin Diesel acting. <laughs> no, that's just, yeah, just glowering. Yeah, like, yeah. I that's thought, so funny. The, the main reason I thought it can't be that simple is because yeah. he'd talk to his other family about that. Right? Like, because he would, like, maybe trust his family to yeah. bust his kid and... Yeah, his ex girlfriend. Because exactly, exactly. they've done crazy shit in yeah, the past movies yeah. Why that no human being could ever do. Yeah, and instead they trust Jason Statham to do it. Some who tried to kill them in yeah, Furious Seven. Yeah, the bad guy, the bad dude. I guess that's his thing with the like the deal with the mom and stuff. But yeah, but, still. And the way he went about that deal was very confusing. <laughs> yeah. How that happened? What does he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, they play it out like it's this kind of cool bond moment where he's like doing secret stuff to avoid yeah, cameras. Yeah, that's but right. if you think about the logistics for it for more than a couple of seconds, yeah, yeah. it doesn't Don't think about it. It doesn't Don't hold up at it. all. It doesn't. It doesn't. But when but when but it feels like that's the problem because a lot of this movie feels devoted to plot. Yeah. More than the other ones. Really? I feel like this one is very like plot heavy. They're, they've always been plot heavy. Yeah, true, but I, f- I mean, maybe I mean, I'm... they're barely characters. That's true, but the the seventh one felt held together by I think, the stunts yeah, and the action yeah. and some other stuff. I think they gave it their all in seven just because of, like, Paul Walker and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I just think James Wan is a better director than of course. F. Gary... Uh, uh, Gray. F. Gary Gray, um, who, who's done um, Compton. The Italian Job, he, did, he directed The Italian Job, yeah. and... And what was the other one? It was one like, more that was, like... I mean, it makes sense that he did it. Yes. What the hell was it? Um, Hold on. I'll get his IMDb. See if I can get it. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And it was Law Abiding Citizen. Law Abiding Citizen. That's right. It. it had... Wait, did that have Paul Walker in it? No. No, that Ge- was Gerard, Gerard Butler Bu- and Gerard Jamie Bu- Foxx. That's right. That was, that. you know, think come to think of it, that was a very, like, um, Fast and Furious-esque looking movie. It was. It yeah. looked like this. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of ugly. Yeah, ugly, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. It just, yeah. it looks just like dull, dull looking. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's um, fair. And uh, very aggressive tone. Yeah, like bang, bang, bang. Kind I think. Of thing. I like to. Um, I like her hair. I got to admit, in Fate of the Furious, they gave her crazy hair. Uh, did she have a braid? I forgot. It was like was a, braid a braid that goes down to her ankle. Like Amazing. it's so long. That's great. <laughs> I feel like they sh- could have made her even more crazier. Like in her behavior? Yeah. Like they should have made her like nuts. She should have been more nuts. over the top. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean by she That's was. She I didn't want. fit in. She yeah. was too cold and a bit too subdued. Yeah. In a way that, you know, gels well with like Vin Diesel's nothingness. <laughs> Blankness. <laughs> yeah. They all are blank when you think about it. Actually, yeah. the three main leads are blank, like Mich- Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. They're not, she has like a stone cold face. They're not characters, they're personalities, yeah. kind of. I guess she'll be back. In the next one, in F- F9. F nine, yeah. Which God what knows would be the title for that. God knows what that will be. You can't fit nine in. You can fit eight. Oh, like lots. Furious and fine. <laughs> huh? Duh, huh? That's a rhyme. <laughs> you, you gotta, but like F nine, nine. You, oh, kind of. You know? <laughs> almost. If they get rid of the N, maybe I yeah. can see that happening. But overall, I thought I thought the movie was just okay. It ranks for me somewhere near Furious six in terms of enjoyment. What about you? What did you think overall? Yeah, I, I think. It's a low three. I don't know. You know, the the end really made it good for me. I have to admit, I like took a small nap. Oh yeah, like uh, I dozed off a bit when it was the really really long Manhattan that, car chasing. Yes, it, it felt was, like an entire second act. It was very long. <laughs> they spend a lot of time in Manhattan in the. I took a like, middle I, of this movie. Yeah, and I woke up and we were still in the fight scene. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, the car when they're like, chase. did you see when they tied up Vin Diesel's I car? I did. I see. I I woke up just in time for that. That was the best. Okay. Bit of the Manhattan. Because it was just like your generic car chasing scene. Yeah, which in New York, which we've seen in a yeah. hundred films. And then they move it to a submarine in Moscow, which is less generic, but it felt kind of almost as monotonous. Yeah. In my point of view. So the action wasn't just quite as fun, which kind of brought it down for me. And Charlie Theron, 
who gives a fine enough performance, but I don't think it jives well with these movies. Yeah, I mean, she's a refreshing villain in a way that we remember her as a villain. Yeah. You know, Jason Statham was good, but he works way better now as, like, an ally. One of the team. Yeah, yeah. because, damn, that's... Yeah, I have to say, that scene made it worth it. I, I mean, that scene even though, with him and the baby. Yeah, even though he's literally saving babies now, yeah. I hope if they use him in future movies, he's still an antagonistic presence with yeah, other people. I yeah, want him yeah. to still be talking trash Yeah, I want him everyone. to be, like, the Green Ranger... Yeah, I think it's something. That's exactly what they did. You're yeah. right. Oh my god, <laughs> Jason Statham is the Green Ranger yeah. of this team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, overall, it, it was see it on a Tuesday if you want to see it in cinemas, like cheap Tuesday. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's worth the full price. Ticket. Unless you're like a huge, you know, Fast and Furious. Yeah, fan. if you if you love these movies, regardless, yeah. uh, there were a lot of good The Rock scenes. So yeah, if um, you thought it was missing a bit in the previous if one, if that's all you watch it for, then you're in luck. Yeah, you're gonna get your money's worth in yeah. that way. But um, I think that's it. I think that's what we've got on the Fast and the Furious franchise tonight. I think in the end it was it was fine. It was it fine. Was fine. Fun. It was what you expected out of a Fast and Furious movie of these new a ones. Jolly yeah. good time. Yeah, which you won't remember that much yeah, next week yeah. and you won't have to and you won't really want to watch it again but when you're watching it you're not you there are moments where i don't some yeah joy. i've forgotten the plot already <laughs> yeah <laughs> if there was one yeah. i feel like there was a lot and none that's, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah that's the thing it's like a lot of exposition but no yeah anyway so um uh, this is a message to our listeners i guess what did you think of this movie yeah let us know if there's the comment section like, yeah. leave a comment of leave what... a comment on you know our soundcloud or on you know uh, our isolation article yeah or uh send send us an email with your thoughts at my email i guess howie at isolatednation.com yep and uh if you haven't yet maybe make sure you subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts we're on that now and I don't know if you noticed this upgrade on audio quality that we have. I hope they noticed. It's yeah. such a significant difference. Yeah, so um, we'll continuously improve both like quality of content yeah. and audio, I guess. So yeah. thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.